Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Testing. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Testing. 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 One, two, three. Three, two, one. Welcome to Empty Cross Ministries Bible Study. I'm Brother David. The name of the program is KJV Exposed. That is King James Version Exposed. Because we use the King James Version... And we look at each verse, break it down, bring it to life, and expose the meaning. Today or tonight, whenever you're listening to this broadcast, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to begin our study in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, as we continue our study in this Gospel. Let's open up with a word of prayer here, and then we'll get right to the study. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that's in it. Father, we thank you for your preserved word. We ask that you open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to be receptive to your word and what you have to say to us in these verses we are about to explore. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross in our place for our sins and our shortcomings. It's in his name. We pray these things. Amen. All right, we'll get right to it as soon as I get it pulled up here. Once again, this is Empty Cross Ministries Bible Study, and we're going to be looking at Jesus feeding the 5,000 in John chapter 6. This is, uh, our study is John chapter 6, part 1. John chapter 6, verse 1 reads, After these things... Went over after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. John is the only gospel writer to call this sea Tiberias, following the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70, the Sea of Galilee was renamed Tiberias after Tiberius Caesar, who ruled in 14. To 37 AD. This happens after Jesus' encounter, excuse me, this happens after Jesus' encounter with the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem. John's, John leaves out things like how they came from Jerusalem to the Sea of Galilee, because to him that is not important. John chapter 6, verse 2 reads, And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. This period of time, Jesus is very popular 
with the masses of people because of the miracles they had seen and heard of him doing. Great numbers followed him in hopes of having a miracle done for them. Excitement over miracles always draws a crowd. The crowds followed not out of belief, but out of curiosity concerning the miracles that he performed. We see that in verse 26. However, in spite of the crowd's crass motivations, Jesus, having compassion on them, healed their sick and fed them. John chapter 6 verse 3 reads, And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. <clears throat> Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus' favorite place to go to get away from the throngs of people was a mountain. There is a hill on the side of the Sea of Galilee, and that is where Jesus went with his disciples. Jesus is not going to be able to run this group off. They want to be near Jesus and will go to a lot of trouble just to be near him. From his vantage point, he could look down and see this enormous group of followers. John chapter 6 verse 4 reads, And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. This feast and the grass growing that we see in verse 10 lets us know that this happens in early spring. This mountain by the sea here at Passover time could certainly be symbolic of the exodus out of Egypt where they crossed the Red Sea and ate manna. Perhaps that is why Passover is mentioned here. This is the third Passover during Jesus' ministry. John chapter 6 verse 5 reads, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? This question is for Philip's benefit. Jesus knows where the bread will come from, as we see in verse 6. John chapter 6 verse 6 reads, And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Let us look at the spiritual meanings for a moment in all of this. When Jesus looks up and sees these large numbers coming, I believe it is symbolic of those who are looking to Jesus to help them from all ages. We must see in this far more than the physical feeding of the multitude and see Jesus feeding all the peoples throughout the ages with his word. As we go on with this, notice how Jesus has them to make small groups like a church. Jesus will then bless the food and hand it to a disciple, the preacher, who then passes his food, which is the word of God, to the people. Excuse me. John chapter 6 verse 7 reads, Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Since one denarius was a day's page for common labor, 200 denarii would be approximately eight months' work, eight months' wages or 200 days of work. The crowd, however, was so large that such a significant amount was still 
inadequate to feed them. John chapter 6, verses 8 and 9 read, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Little is much when God is in it. Let me say that again. Little is much when God is in it. We need to look at the number five, which means grace, and the number two, which means agreement. Jesus is the bread of life. The bread was furnished by the grace of God. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 reads, Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. John chapter 6 verse 10 reads, And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down <clears throat> in number about 5,000. The mention of grass here probably indicates that it was early spring. Grass on the desert would have to be near water. This happens to be near the Sea of Galilee. The number of men was 5,000, not including women and children, who probably brought the total up to fifteen to 20,000. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> John chapter 6 verse 11 reads, And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. We see in this the order that the message in the church should come. The message must come from our Lord to the minister, and then the minister must deliver this bread, the word of God, to the people. The preacher should give this word, the bread, until the whole congregation is full. John chapter 6 verses 12 and 13 read, When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. These fragments are showing us that there is always enough of the word of God left over to feed the hungry of all ages. The twelve disciples, the twelve disciples, are a representative number of all Christendom. The disciples are the ministers. It is so strange when you believe you have preached every word God would have you to. There is still plenty of the word that has not been consumed. Notice that there was much more left after they ate than when they started. Jesus is the bread of life. We must feed on him daily. This bread like the manna which fell from heaven, never runs out. John chapter 6 verse 14 reads, Then those men, when they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. This miracle Jesus had performed was of such magnitude that the people witnessing it believed Jesus to be the great prophet which had been promised in the Old Testament. 
The enemies of these Israelites were the Romans. They wanted Jesus to lead them and the overthrow of the Romans. The crowd referred to the prophet of Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Sadly, these comments coming right after Jesus healed and fed them indicate that the people desired a Messiah who met their physical rather than spiritual needs. Apparently, no recognition existed for the need of spiritual repentance and preparation for the kingdom. They wanted an earthly political Messiah to meet all their needs and to deliver them from Roman oppression. Their reaction typifies many who want a Christ that makes no demands of them, but who of whom they can make their selfish personal request. John chapter 6 verse 15 reads, When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. John supplemented the information in Matthew and Mark by indicating that the reason Jesus dismissed the disciples and withdrew from the crowd into a mountain alone was because of his supernatural knowledge of their intention to make him king in light of his healing and feeding of them. The crown, incited by mob enthusiasm, was ready to proceed with crassly political intentions that would have jeopardized God's will. Not only was Jesus sought by the rulers of the temple, but now was sought by the people to force him into rulership before he was ready. He felt his only safety at this point was isolation. So he went to the mountain. Hunger was common and a Messiah who could multiply food was the one most people were ready to follow. Verses 16 through 21, the story of Jesus walking on the water constituted the fifth sign in John's gospel designed to demonstrate the writer's purpose that Jesus is the Messiah and Son of God. The miracle demonstrates Jesus' deity by his sovereignty over the laws of nature. John chapter 6 verses 16 and 17 read, And when even was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. Both Matthew and Mark indicate that as soon as Jesus had fed the multitudes, he immediately dismissed his disciples to travel west to Capernaum. The disciples were taking a ship across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum, where Peter's home was and where they worked out of. The Sea of Galilee is known for its rough water and especially at night. John chapter 6 verses 18 and 19 read, And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. The Sea of Galilee is almost 700 feet below sea level. Cooler air from the northern mountains and southeastern tablelands rushes down into the lake and displaces the warm, moist air, causing a violent churning of the water. John chapter 6, verse 19 reads, 
So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. This was a stormy night, and they had not progressed very far because of the wind. They look up and see Jesus walking on the sea. In the Matthew account of this miracle, it goes into a little more detail. They thought him to be a ghost or a spirit. The Son of God, who made the world, was in control of its forces, and in this case, he suspended the law of gravity. The act was not frivolous in Jesus' part, for it constituted a dramatic object lesson to the disciples of Jesus' true identity as the sovereign Lord of all creation. It also tells of Matthew of Peter walking on the sea to meet Jesus. Peter doubts and begins to sink. And Jesus reaches out and saves Peter. In this account, here in John, it just mentions their fear. John chapter 6, verse 20 reads, But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Jesus encourages them not to fear. Having Jesus with you should calm every fear, then or now. If Jesus be for you, who can be against you? John chapter 6, verse 21 reads, Then they willingly received him into the ship. And immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. This wording indicates that that another miracle occurred. Besides walking on the water, the boat miraculously and instantly arrived at its precise destination as soon as Jesus stepped into the boat. In Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 27, and Mark chapter 6, verses 45 through 52, we do not see the last miracle that John shows us here that ship was automatically at their destination. In Matthew and Mark, it speaks of Gisneret on the way to Capernaum. There is no discrepancy. They are very near each other. Verses 22 through 58 contain Jesus' famous discourse on the bread of life. The key theme is verse 35. I am the bread of life, which is the first of seven emphatic I am statements of Jesus in this gospel. This analogy of Jesus as the bread of life reinforces John's theme of Jesus as the Messiah and Son of God. Although John records Jesus' miracles to establish his deity, he moves quickly to Jesus' discourse on the spiritual realities of his person in order to define correctly who Jesus Christ was. Not merely a wonder worker, but the Son of God who came to save mankind from sin. This discourse took place in the synagogue at Capernaum. We see that in verse 59. John chapter 6, verses 22 and 23 read, The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereinto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone, Howbeit there came other boats 
from Tiberius nigh unto the place where they did eat bread, after that the Lord had given thanks. These verses <clears throat> indicate that the crowds who witnessed Jesus' healings and his feeding of the multitudes were still at the original site of these miracles east of the lake, and out of heightened curiosity desired to find Jesus once again. Other boats loaded with people from Tiberias on the northwest shore of the lake also heard of the miracles and sought him out. John chapter 6 verse 24 reads, When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. When daylight came, these people started searching for Jesus. They knew the disciples went across the sea by ship, but they also knew that Jesus had not left with them. They searched the mountain, and he was not there either. Some of these people knew that Jesus stayed in Capernaum when he wasn't out ministering, so many of them took a boat across the sea, but probably some of them walked to Capernaum to, Capernaum to seek him. This has been Empty Cross Ministries. Bible study once again. I'm Brother David. The name of the program is KJV Exposed. That is King James Version Exposed. And in these uh, verses, we've seen Jesus feed the multitude of 5,000. We've seen Jesus walk on the water in the Sea of Galilee. Stay tuned next time and we'll continue our study in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, and we'll call it John, chapter 6, part 2. Let's close out here with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, preserved word. We thank you for the messages you have for us in it. Open our hearts and our minds and our spirits that we be receptive to what you have to say to each one of us in these passages. Father, you are all-knowing, ever-present, and all-powerful, Lord. We thank you for that. We just thank you for the beauty of your creation that speaks of your power, of your honor, and of your glory. Father, be with those who are suffering from any kind of illness or injury, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. Just put your healing touch upon them. Be with those who are facing the loss of a loved one. Make your presence known to them in ways that only you can do, in ways that they can see, feel, hear, and understand, and know that that peace that comes upon them is the peace that comes from you, is that peace that surpasses all human understanding. Father, we thank you for all that you do and all that you provide for us. We thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the beauty of the night sky, the beauty of the sunrise, the beauty of the sunset. We thank you for the rain that falls. We even thank you for the coolness of the breeze and the warmth of the sunshine. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross in our place for our sins and shortcomings, whether they be in word, thought, or deed, Father, that shed blood wipes away those things. It's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray these things. Amen. Folks, stay safe. Be blessed. Stay in the word. 
and write the word upon your heart. Until next time.